You're listening to Raising Disciples. This is episode four. Hi there, and welcome to Raising Disciples. I am Andrea Taylor, and today's podcast, I will be discussing why I will not be teaching my children to follow your heart. Um, So gosh, really, like, really, am I going that far following your heart? Isn't that just ingrained in the American dream? We're following our heart, we're chasing our dreams. That's just it's such a seemingly harmless um, way of living, (laughs) right? Um, But as Christians, if we really look deeper at at what that means, um, it's actually really harmful. Um, It it really goes along with Aleister Crowley, who was the famous Satanist who kind of wrote the law, um, as he calls it, and and brought into being... um, the law, there was only one law, he said, and that is do what thou wilt, right? Meaning do what you want. Your own moral code is your own moral code. Um, and you live by your own philosophy and the what, what pleases you um, and makes you happy that, you know, love wins for everyone. Okay. Um, that whole idea has satanic roots. So following your heart, chasing your dreams, things that please you, um, is how, how a society can applaud two married, married people leaving their families to be together. That's why people think that's brave. It's so brave. These two married people left their families, destroying people in the paths to Follow their heart. Um, that's an example of um, what following your heart uh, does. And don't we see that? You may know somebody um, yourself. Uh, and so, you know, Matthew fifteen nineteen tells us, From out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murder, adulteries, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. We know biblically speaking, and that's just one verse here, that the heart is wicked, you know, from the heart produce wicked thoughts, evil, murder, you know, adultery, sexual immorality, all of these things creep in and start in the heart, the human heart. Um, and it, it, you know, it takes every day submitting our heart, our thoughts, um, our actions, our motives, our dreams um, to God, confessing our sin to one another and to God to be freed from these, you know, these evil desires that that spring forth within the human heart. And it's a constant tamping down um, because we are human, because we are in a world full of enticements and alluring ideas, um, lusts. I mean, our hearts desire these things. If we were to take a moment to really think about what chasing our own desires looks like, um, that can kind of put you in a situation where you're like, ah, I'm not really sure I want to even go there because our, our desires are evil. They can be evil. Um, and well, 
they they are evil. <laughs> Anything going against God and what his will and his plan are is evil in nature. And we think, oh, well, no, it's not that extreme. I, I don't think about murder. I don't think about, you know, I don't have adulterous thoughts. I don't, you know, but you know, any, any sort of jealous thought, any covetedness, any, anything you're doing that creates an action opposing the living God in a way, oh, you know, out of jealousy, I did this out of, um, you know, out of, um, malice, I did that. Um, I mean, it's, it's a constant heart check that we need to do on our own selves to see, you know, we are, in need of mercy. We are in need of a God who has, who has already trampled down sin that we may have power over. And that's the beauty of being a Christian is we have power over evil, any evil and any oppression in our life. The name of Jesus has trumped it all, right? Jesus has trumped it all. Um, so that's the glory of God. Um, now, David, God himself said David was a man after his own heart. And I love that. I mean, David was a man after his own heart, but David himself from the heart, you know, sprang murder and adultery. Um, but God still had mercy on his soul. But David himself being so anointed, called up from youth as an anointed if you know messenger of god um himself struggled with the heart so there's not a time as a christian where we are going to be until we meet our creator in heaven where we're going to be set free from these you know res i don't know these um sins that constantly these enticements that constantly want to pull our hearts away from god um, but but we deal with those every single day and following our hearts. When we follow our hearts, we can follow them into complete wickedness. Our our hearts are egocentric. Our hearts want to please our own desires and our own um, lusts. Right. They want to fulfill our hearts, want to fulfill our own desires and that can be exclusive of anybody else, right? When we think about what our dreams are, our dreams mean pleasing the flesh, okay? And here's the thing that we get confused as Christians. And I've met, I've met different missionaries in my life, and I, especially younger people that I've seen so zealous and on fire for God. Um, and I, you know, I think about one couple in particularly that it's just always left an impression on me. Um, they, they, you know, they, they had all these plans to serve God. And I heard us and me and us and me. Um, but they, they, their eyes were so empty. They had, um, they seemed sad. Um, and, I think that's just an example. I don't know their heart story. I don't know their full story. And sometimes God's, as we know from Jonah, God's plan for us is not our heart's desire. Uh, we, you know, Jonah, um, he went the opposite direction. God wanted him to go to Nineveh to tell this great city to repent or he was going to destroy it. What did Jonah do? He went the exact opposite direction. He did not want to see God save those people. 
Um, and so that's an example of how sometimes our hearts are not aligned with God. But the beauty and the great, you know, joy that we can get is in just submitting to him, right? What happens when we just submit? We allow God to transform our heart, transform our mind until they become in alignment with him. It's not, and that's what obedience is. It's not always loving it. It's not, it's not, it's not going to feel like following your heart all the time. You know, obedience to God will not always feel like following your heart. Maybe, maybe it won't ever, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes your heart has to change in the process. Um, Or like the sad story that (laughs) ended with Jonah, who, though he was obedient to God, he was miserable, as miserable unto death. He wanted to die. And we think, gosh, how dramatic. But look at our own lives. Sometimes we're in a, you know, we're in a situation as moms and we, you know, or, or whatever our current situation is. And we think, oh, you know, we may be walking in obedience and, and we may be where we are, but oh, we just, oh, things are so horrible. Lord, just take me now. Um, and so following your heart and that might be the thing. Well, this doesn't feel good. This, this doesn't feel good. No, no, the Christian walk isn't always going to feel good. It's not going to be that rainbow path of following your heart. Because when we do that, when we're following our hearts, we can be following our heart all the way to hell. And that's the reality of what following an egocentric I <laughs> looks like, um, and it's, it's just, it's such a deception. It's such a great deception of the times that, you know, we're living in now. This very new age, feel good, your philosophy, whatever makes you happy. You know, if you want to infuse Buddha with, you know, you know, Buddhism with Hinduism and, you know, charms and stones and Jesus. Yeah, whatever's going to make you happy. Like follow your spirit guide. And here's what's happening with that. You know, these feel good things um they're false. They're they're false, you know. God's plan for your life isn't always going to feel good. And in fact, um like in Isaiah, when the nations feel secure is when God is going to come in and shake it up. Like when, when this city feels secure, this nation feels so secure. They're so content with what they have. He's going to shake it up. We are on this earth to be refined through a process that makes us righteous before God. When it, I, you know, I'm in a phase of being quite comfortable and I, I'm looking at things wondering why, why I've, I've always had a, a, a place where I'm constantly, it seemed overcoming a challenge. And here I am at a place of seemingly, com- seeming comfort. And I'm just like, Lord, you know, are things going to get shaken up here? I, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little guilty. Like I should be giving more. I mean, I've got, you know, when we have abundance, um, 
we should absolutely be giving, but in all seasons, we can give. There's always something to give in any season that we have. And our hearts might sometimes tell us otherwise. Our hearts want to protect what we have. Our hearts want to covet all of our belongings, all of our, whether it's um, emotional, whether it's material. Um, when we allow our hearts to lead our lives, they, it's, it's a inverted system where we only see our own needs and whatever is in our little inverted, um, atmosphere, you know? Uh, but when we allow God to lead our lives, we become free from those feelings of needing to, um, I don't know, like a little squirrel gathering all its nuts to store for, for winter, um, frantically clawing at anything and everything um, to keep us secure. God frees us from that. You know, God frees us from self. And the interesting thing about that is there can never be contentment. And I'll repeat that again. There can never be, there will never be contentment when you're constantly following your own heart. And we can see that with movie stars. Don't we see it all the time? Drug addicts, suicide, these horrible things that happen to people who seem to have it all. But there will be no, there's no contentment because you're constantly clawing at things to fill those desires. There will never be enough. Once you get that, you're going to need the next best, best thing. Once you have that, you're going to need the next best thing. Oh, you have this nice, you know, partner, this nice car, this, you know, great children. It's never going to be enough. There will be no contentment. There is no peace in that reality because it's a false sense of fulfillment. It's instant satisfaction, right? But it's not the long-term joy and, and it's, it's an instant gratification thing. And so the satisfaction that comes with God fulfilling our spirit with his love, his joy, his peace, um, it sets us free. It sets us free. We're able to be free from ourselves. We're able to live a life that we can happily and joyfully lay down for others because we no longer feel like we need to claw at worldly things or desires, be it again, mental, emotional, physical. We know that God has us. We know that he has us within his hands and he satisfies, he satisfies the heart. And, you know, I've heard this before and I'm sure you have too, that we all have like a God shaped hole in our heart. And I, I think that can be, I don't know, but I, I, I agree. Like there's just nothing else that will satisfy our soul. There's just, there can't be, we were made for God. And we were made to glorify him. And how do we do that? We do that through love, through loving each other, 
through laying down our lives as Jesus laid his life down for us. And that's where we get confused sometimes is, is we want to kind of row in this seemingly harmless boat, following our hearts, um, going along with chasing our dreams. And as we learned in Jonah, you know, Jonah, uh, it's, it may not always feel good and his desires may not be our desires. But the beautiful thing is that when we get in communion with him, um, and our hearts being constantly transformed by the Holy Spirit, we can become in alignment and his, his vision for our lives can become our vision as well. So when it comes to talking about a future with, with my children, um, and listen, it's, it's great to have dreams. I mean, some of those dreams may have been put into your heart. Your, your deepest and greatest desire could be from God. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that is not, you know, that that's not an impossibility. Absolutely not. No. Um, it's just that sometimes, and I've seen people's life crumble because their dreams didn't come true. Their pursuit of what, what their dream was didn't come true. I see a lot of mothers who had uh, dreams of a career, who had children and it just tore down their whole vision of what their future was. I'm saying that when it comes to teaching my own children, um, when we reach those you know, years and of thinking about their future and planning and, and considering what their goals might be. It's just, these can be your dreams. It's okay to and envision what you might want to do, but submit them to God, pray over them. Know that this may not be God's plan for your life. Uh, but, you know, if it's, God, you know, pray that God aligns your heart with his will and that when it comes to dreams, Lord God, that you plant that seed within me. Um, pray for your children that um, God begins planting his desire for their hearts within their hearts, right? For their lives. Um, that, you know, their wills and their hearts desires become aligned with his will. And, and he'll do that. Like he loves his children. He wants the best for us. As you know, scripture says, who, who would give their child a, a, a stone or a scorpion when they ask for a piece of bread? No, just as we want the best for our own children. So God wants even greater things than we could imagine for our children and, and for us. Um, a lot of, uh, I know what's really big right now is the vision board, right? Here's the thing with the vision board and, and following what your heart desires. And yes, I want to see this. I want this house. I'm going to have that. And that whole new age, you know, think it, believe it, will it into, into existence. That's, that's a new age, a cultic, um, philosophy, that whole thing, uh, because we're, 
yeah, I'm not going to go into all that right now. But um, yeah, once you've got finished with that vision board, well, you're going to need another one, right? There's never going to be an end to those vision boards because there's no satisfaction. You're going to keep on having to climb that ladder. And how many compromises are you going to have to make in the midst of it? Um, and, you know, I'm a person, I get a taste of something and I see what the bigger picture is. And I'm grateful for that. You know, I... I was recently, um, you know, I has to make a vision board for something and, uh, I decided not to do that, but it did cross my mind to like, okay, well, you know, I can have my own goals and dreams and yes, you can. Again, I'm not saying that you can't, obviously, um, you're going to do what you want anyway, right? But it's just knowing that at the end of the day, if you're a believer and if you've submitted your life to Jesus Christ, then you know that sometimes those plans are going to get changed. They may never happen. You may be angry about what God's desire for your life is. But let me tell you, walking in obedience is so much greater. Your reward is so much greater at the end. By prayer and supplication, make all requests known to God. So we should submit all of our plans to him. You know, he is our God. He's the great overseer. He knows our heart's desires. He wants us to find contentment and joy in him. Um, and so let's just, let's just pray right now, um, that we can allow God to be the Lord of our lives that we have claimed him to be. Sometimes we get so caught up in building our own lives that we forgot, you know, we forgot to include our own God, the one that we supposedly have given our lives away to, um, not away, but to joyfully. And, and, um, you know, we give him our lives. We give him our lives to, to Lord over them. Right. And what a beautiful thing that we have as Christians, that we have a God who created everything, um, who knows all things, who is greater by far, uh, in everything that we have this Lord of Lords to be our God and to direct our path. He makes our path straight. He makes order out of chaos and there is nothing our God cannot do. So who wouldn't want to put their plans into this all knowing, all loving God? Um, so we'll pray for our children, Lord God. We just pray for our babies right now, our children, our, even ourselves, if we're struggling with, um, Letting you be the Lord of our lives, God. We just pray right now, Lord, that you plant those desires in the hearts of our children, Lord, that their purpose, God, be planted deep within their souls, Lord Jesus, and that their hearts be aligned to what your will for their life is. And God, we just pray for anyone listening, Lord, that you work your mighty hand in their life, that you, and Lord, whatever way that you need to show us once again, whether it be through discipline, correction, love, um, whatever gentle way, whatever um, corrective way, Lord, that you must... Uh, Show that you're the God of our lives, God. Humble our wicked hearts. Um, let us, let us lean in to your, your will and your desire for our life, God, because we've given them 
just so joyfully to you, God, because we know that you are the Lord and the God of everything. And we just thank you um, for being a part of our lives, for showing, making your will known to us. And we pray all this in Jesus name. Amen.